The Giants went out and signed cornerback Logan Ryan. What does Ryan's addition mean for the defense? Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge addressed the media Wednesday. We discussed what the GM and rookie head coach said. Also, do we like Judge's muddy-nosed approach? And finally, Jake and I chat with a rabid Giants fan and one of the best comedians to ever do it, the hilarious Tracy Morgan. All that and more next on the return of Blue Rush from the New York Post. Welcome back to Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure to rate us five stars and write a nice review if you do use Apple Podcasts. We appreciate your support on the debut of Season 2 of the Blue Rush podcast. Rabid Giants fan and incredible comedian Tracy Morgan will stop by in the second half of the show. But first... Let's introduce the host for Blue Rush this season. First off, he's been covering the Giants of the New York Post for over 25 years. Since he arrived back in 1994, it's the savvy vet, Paul Schwartz. And Paul's co-host this season goes down in Giants lore for a few of the most memorable kicks in franchise history. He kicked Big Blue into the Super Bowl in 2008 and 2012. It's two-time Super Bowl champion, and the other LT, Lawrence Tynes. Paul Schwartz, Lawrence Tynes. Take it away, fellas. It is my distinct pleasure to host this edition of the Big Blue Blue Rush podcast. And it is an even greater pleasure for me to welcome in as a co-host, Lawrence Tynes. I've known Lawrence since 2007 uh, when he arrived to the Giants. And one thing I would say, I've been covering the Giants for a long time. And when you're a beat writer and you have all these players to deal with, you got big egos, you got young guys, old guys. And if the beat writer can't get along with the kickers, there's a problem, okay? Because the kickers are kind of, they're not one of us, but they're more one of us than the star quarterback or the star defensive end. Kickers you can relate to. And if the kicker is a real jerk, it's a big problem. And I have to say that Lawrence Tynes in all his years with the Giants was never a big jerk. So Lawrence, that's my way. You're not a big jerk. Paul, I appreciate that. And while much of what you said was true, the fact that you can relate to kickers, we're pretty much the best athletes in the locker room. So I don't find that to be true at all. But anyway, I'm excited about this opportunity to work with you. And obviously, 10 years ago, who in the hell would have ever thought me and you would be doing a podcast? Yes, that's very true. And and the whole best athletes thing, I think we'll have to revisit that at some point this year in the um, podcast, because um, let's start out with telling truth, truthisms and not falsehoods. But you know what, uh, Lawrence, it, it was interesting. Today, uh, on Wednesday, David Gettleman, uh, the Giants GM, who does not speak very often, he spoke with the media, his uh, training camp kind of uh, state of the team address. We have some uh, audio courtesy of the Giants. Jake, um, let's hear what Gettleman had to say. Roster is is going to be, you know, competitive. And, and you can, uh, it, and, it, and it's got going to have the ability to win games. I'm not putting a number on it. It's about listen. You, you, you get out there. You get you know. You put a team out there, and you know there'll be the fighting Joe Judges. I have no doubt. And uh, you know, it, it's 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 going to be a it's going to go well. Interesting, right, Lawrence? Um, now, first of all, I think we need to get a side business here: t-shirts. Okay, memorabilia. 
Fighting Joe Judges. We'll get a logo, right? Uh, and we'll 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 put the t-shirts out and 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 uh, you know cups and everything. The Fighting Joe Judges. What do you think he means by that, Lawrence? Well, I just think they're going to be kind of a a mirror image of their coach. We've obviously seen what he's brought to the table with the penalty laps and some of the other stuff he's implemented. This team needs a culture change. I think Joe has has implemented that so far. You know, he jumped in the mud yesterday. We can talk about that a little later. But it looks like he, from outside, he's doing everything to earn this team's trust. And it looks like he's a no-nonsense, kind of a Coughlin Parcells mold coach, if you will, Belichick. He's, he's He's been around some great coaching, Nick Saban down in Alabama. So I'm excited to see them, but I think they're just going to be a tough football team. It's kind of, you know, sounded like that from reading your stories and reading some of the other stories coming out of camp. This is going to be a tough football team. Well, it's going to be a young football team. We know that. And um, that's what he wants. He wants a tough football team. Look, he wants a team in the Patriots mold. We know that. Now, it's not going to say these are the Patriots. It, it, it's so interesting, Lawrence, when I look at, look, I've covered a lot of coaching change. Right. And every training camp, it's the same with the new coach. Uh, if, if the old coach practice in the morning and the new coach practices in the afternoon, we say, oh, the afternoon practices are better. The players get their legs under them. If the new coach was softer and the, and, and the old guy was was harder, you say, good, the softer is better. So it's kind of like, you know, the old was bad, the new is good. But the interesting thing about Joe Judge, I think, is he is getting ripped in a lot of circles outside. Right. You've heard it. Right. Uh, the, the penalty laps. I like to call them lesson laps because he says it's not penalties. Shannon Sharp, Hall of Famer, right? He says, this isn't going to end well. Uh, Brandon Stokely, the former uh, receiver in the NFL, calls Judge Josh McDaniels 2.0 and Emmanuel Ocho, who is you know, getting to be a big deal in media, says he called Joe Judge's these penalty laps things dumb and imbecilic. Uh, what was your take on those? I mean, I thought that was way over the top. It was, but you know, <laughs> Shannon Sharp says a lot of things on TV that make you go, what? But listen, it, it's not for everyone. This team has been bad. So what he's done is kind of come in and, and did it his way. And, and people have said, well, he's trying to be this guy. He's trying to be that guy. I know a guy who knows Joe Judge personally. He coached with him in Mississippi State. And, and the guy who coached with him is a very, very good friend of mine. We're really close. And he told me all these things when Joe took this job of what kind of person he is. So I know a little bit more without being there about who Joe Judge is. I don't think he's trying to be anybody else. I think he proved that by who he hired, right? He hired Jason Garrett. He hired Bielema. He hired guys that have been former head coaches. A lot of head coaches wouldn't do that because they're afraid of getting their toes stepped on or someone maybe taking the reins later. But I really like Joe Judge doesn't have an ego. And I can tell that it's well, not about him. You know, I, I think he has an ego, but I don't, th- I think, he, you know, we all have egos, right? As a kicker, you had an ego. As a writer, I have an ego, but it, it, it's, it's, it's gotta be in unison. It's gotta be a well-placed and it's gotta be a, a, an ego based on your resume and based on what you can do. So I don't know about no ego, but I do agree with you. Now that's really interesting. What you said about judge back in Mississippi state, because that was before Nick Saban. That was before Bill Belichick. You know, he mm-hmm. always mentions Sylvester Croom, who was his coach at Mississippi State. He says, look, don't just say I'm Belichick. I, I have guys from my history that I've taken things from. I totally agree. This whole Belichick thing. Look, Belichick might be the greatest coach in NFL history. Shouldn't you take something from that? If I asked you, Lawrence, yeah. let's, let me say, you, you, did you ever watch Morton Anderson kick? Do you take anything from him? What, what, what are you going to say? No, I don't care what he did. You take something if you can, right? Can I sidebar that? Sure. I actually beat him out to win my first job in the NFL, Morton Anderson. Uh, and you referenced yeah. him, the Hall of Famer. at um, In Kansas City? 
I did. You beat out Morton Anderson. What yeah. was he like? Seventy-five years old then, or something? Um, yeah, he's he was <laughs> older. He <laughs> actually continued playing after that, though. He kicked for the Giants yeah. afterwards. He, he, also, he, he doesn't a, like me at all. By the way, he brought he so brought a like walker him. out onto the field when he kicked for the Giants. Yeah, I don't like, like him, me. and he doesn't like me. So. Really interesting. Yeah, that's like that's uh, so we're not getting him on the podcast anytime soon. No Maybe chance. Maybe the greatest kicker in NFL history. We're not getting him. Uh, he listen. If you look at he uh, just played uh, a long we go. time. He just here, played here a we long go. time, and he he spent twenty three of his twenty seven seasons in a dome. I'm going God to text. Sakes. I have Morton Anderson's number. I really want to text him right now and find out if if you guys do hate each other. Tell him what would he say if I said Lawrence Tynes hates you. What would Morton Anderson respond? Um, he'd probably say I don't like him either. That's we'll be fine. back with more of the Morton Anderson bashing podcast. In, I can uh, get into in a segment minutes. on him too, and it's all mm-hmm. true. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I, that's, that's, I think we're digressing here. Weren't we talking about right. Joe judge? And yeah, All right. We went off the but, ledge there with the, yeah, we did. Story. That's okay. That's okay. The, the podcasts are made to have ledges to go off. Uh, but I do think, I, I think it's very interesting that the gentleman said today that we're, he mentioned Joe judge's name as we're going to be that kind of a team, you know, uh, the fighting Joe judges. I asked Joe judge about an hour after that. What do you think of this? The fighting Joe judges. And you know what, you know, judge can kind of smile and kid around. And I also said to him, I threw in the line, you guys, you know, Lawrence, you didn't laugh at it. So I figured I'd try Judge to laugh at it about we're going to get T-shirts made up with the fighting Joe Judges. And Judge did not smile. And I don't think he loved it that much, his whole, you know, fighting Joe Judges. He said, look, we want to represent the Giants and the area of New York, New Jersey, and be a tough team. Look, he doesn't want it. This He doesn't want us to be Joe Judge and the New York Giants are going to play the Steelers on September 14th. You know, that's college stuff, right? Where it's, yeah. You know, Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide, Dabo Sweeney's Clemson Tigers. He wants it to be the Giants, not the Joe Judge Giants. Right. He he wants this this team to have an identity of the city and reflect the hardworking nature of, you know, the tri-state area up there. And so he's doing it the right way. I really believe in this guy and feel like, you know, they're going to play hard. I don't know what their record's going to be. No one does. But, but I think you'll get a product you can be proud of in terms of the effort they play with just based off their head coaches, how he teaches the players or however the heck you want to say it. Now, uh, one last thing on Joe Judge and we'll move on. Uh, you look, we all saw, I think it has a million, you know, likes or retweets or reposts or whatever about him rolling in the mud. You know, I was at practice the other day, about 130 miles, 130 yards away. You could see a, a big group huddle. And, you know, I know that happens near camp, right, Lawrence? You've seen it. Guys do stuff, monkey rolls or all kinds of, you know, crazy things to end camp and have some fun. He had the groundskeeper wet down the, the uh, section of the field, mud, had the rookies dive for the football. It was fun. They all started chanting for Joe Judge. He dove. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, the defensive tackle, was spraying him with water. You know, people, Giants fans who were pumped up about Judge are more pumped up about Judge now. What did you think of that? And uh, have any of your coaches, I mean, that that's a right out of the manual, right? you know, end training camp, do something fun for the players. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, I yep. saw the video like everybody else. And I and I think that that holds a lot of water in the locker room. When a coach can get down there and kind of act like one of the players for a day, there's a lot of respect. You saw the, the jubilation and excitement of the players after he got up and how excited they were. The only thing I can sort of compare it to, and it really didn't happen in this manner, was if you remember the Christmas Day game or Christmas Eve game, we played the Jets. Remember when Tom Coughlin ripped his hamstring off the bone? Yeah. I think Danny Danny Ware hit him on the sideline, and he continued to coach, and he never got it fixed, and I think he needed surgery. And this was, you know, he had this all through the playoffs because we ended up winning the Super Bowl that year, and he was limping around for like six weeks. 
that brought a lot of respect. Obviously, we already respected Tom, but the toughness that he showed to continue coaching and not even bring it up. He never brought it up. And we his his hamstring was literally off the bone. Um, so this kind of falls into that mold of with, with Judge. Players are gonna they're gonna play for him. And if he keeps building this team camaraderie and trust with these players, that's important. And it can result in some wins. I mean, it really can. It's it's not X's and O's, but it's really important. Now, another thing that can result in some wins is getting good players, right? Developing the young guys, having the veterans. The, the addition of Logan Ryan. Now, this was like not a best kept secret because... We all knew that Logan Ryan was a guy who should be on the Giants' radar. He plays cornerback. He plays safety. He's 29 years old. He played 99% of the snaps last year for the Titans. I mean, this is a good player. He's not Darrell Rivas. I get that. He's not Troy Palomalo. He is a good, solid NFL player who has shown no side of wearing down. Now, I was told a couple of days ago before they signed him that they had multiple conversations with Logan Ryan's representative. The guy wanted 10 million bucks. The Giants were like, we're not going there for 10 million bucks. We like him. Not that. Uh, Logan Ryan changes agents. What the heck is a player of this caliber still on the streets, right? Price tag goes down. The Giants pounce 7.5 million, really 6.5 million. Uh, You know, he gets another million if he makes the Pro Bowl and Super Bowls and things like that. So for a relatively good amount of money for both sides, Logan Ryan comes. What was your initial take on that? I mean, from what Gettleman said and what Joe Judge said, this guy is going to play a lot of safety, and he is basically a starter right now. Yeah, he's a great pickup. I mean, to, to find a guy like that this late in the game, uh, still on the streets, I have to think that his New Jersey ties somewhat had a, you know, kind of pushed him towards signing with New York. Rutgers, too. Rutgers, yeah, right. New Jersey. Yeah, he, yep. He's, yep. he probably grew up as a Giants fan. And, you know, you wait around, the price tag comes down. It makes it more feasible. I, I can't blame him for trying to get $10 million. But he's a great player. He's going to be a, a big addition to that secondary. Uh, you pair him with Bradbury, and then we don't even – do we know who the other two corners are? Or the corner and the other safety? Is it well, love? It, it, it's um, uh, Julian Love, who I think is an ascending player, is going to be a safety. You have, so you have Peppers, Love, and now Logan Ryan in that back group. Uh, and don't forget, look, they lost Xavier McKinney, the rookie who, you know, is going to be out at least half the year with, with um, you know, with an injury. And it's a broke a bone in his foot. That's a tough injury. And he was going Very to start. Tough. Very tough, you know. You know, feet as a kicker, yep. right? As and and as a defensive back, no good. You got to have your feet. So uh, this was a very much an if-then statement kind of thing. He got hurt. They needed help. The price went down. I mean, very rarely does this work out where caliber, need, talent, money all come together. No brainer. And he obviously had a past relationship with Coach Judge in New yeah. Orleans. So yeah. I think it's a great signing. Really. Uh, They've made a bunch this offseason, but I think this might be the best one. Hopefully it works. And, and it's interesting, Lawrence, when you mentioned past relationship. You know, Joe Judge sometimes phrases things very interestingly. And he said when he came in the league as a special teams assistant, Logan Ryan was drafted out of Rutgers. So he said he was a special teamer mostly, as most of these young guys are. So he said, we learned the NFL together. You know, I learned, you know, as Joe Judge was saying, I learned how to be an NFL assistant and he learned how to be an NFL player. So we learned and came up through the ropes together. So look, that was, look, sometimes when you, when someone in my position, or, you know, a writer, I, I look and connect the dots and I say, okay, this guy played here. This guy coached him here. They're going to come together. You know what? Just because X coached Y doesn't mean X likes Y, right? Yeah. Sometimes that's a reason you don't want the guy, but this is a reason why they did want the guy. Makes perfect yeah. sense. It's yeah. the same reason how I ended up in New York. In in 2007, when I got traded from Kansas City, Thomas McGahey, who's still there now, yep. the head special, yep. he was the assistant at the time. Thomas and I had been in Kansas City together and NFL Europe. And and I'll be honest with you, I signed with the Giants. 90% of it was because of T-Mac. I had the same offer from two other teams. And so going there and having some familiarity with T-Mac, you know, that's what you do. You follow coaches yep, that like sure. you. 
and they tr- um, you trust them, they, they trust, trust you. you. Yep. And yep. so, you know, I, I could see obviously the relationship there kind of helped helped out Big Blue this year. So we'll see how it works out. I love the signing. We will see. Now, Lawrence, I'm cringing before I ask you this because much like the DJs of old before your time needed a break, right? So they put on Don McLean's American Pie. And then eight or nine minutes later, they could come back, right? They had this long break. I'm going to throw this out to you, and I know I'm going to have a long break, okay? Because this is a special teams kicker thing, and now I'm just going to have to retire because you're going to take over, okay? The Giants have another Scottish place kicker. I thought one was enough. The guy won two Super Bowls. We know who it is. He, he kicked for the Scottish Claymores. Do you get who I'm talking about so far? Yeah, me. Oh, you. Oh, you. Okay. Yeah. So you're the Scottish kicker who won two Super Bowls. Now they try to get lightning in a bottle twice. Okay. So now they have, you know, they, they need a, a kicker. Aldrich Rosas gets arrested in California. Problem. They need a new kicker. Graham Gano, who missed all of last year with an injury, he's Scottish. He's a proven kicker. They sign him. What does he mean? What is the, the, the pride of Scotland going to do? And I will take the rest of the day off. Go. Yep, you can sit tight. Uh, but, you know, once you go Scottish, you never go back. So that's their thinking here in, in New York is uh, they have found another Scotsman sitting out there. Let's get serious for a second. Graham Gano is a phenomenal place kicker. He is a I, – I put him in the top ten in this game. He has been injured, though. And that's going to be a question mark moving forward. You know, we did grow up very similarly, moved to the States at the same time. Our dads were in the Navy. Our moms are Scottish. So our stories are just very, very, very similar. And I obviously, I followed Graham growing up. He, I'm quite a bit older than him, but I kept hearing about this kid, Graham Gano, Graham Gano in the Panhandle of Florida. And uh, so I would follow him, saw that he went to Florida State, and then obviously spent time playing against him in the, in the NFC East when he was with the Redskins. He is a, listen, if he stays healthy all year, I think it's a big signing. It's it, it's as big as any signing we've had this year. Big leg, big kickoff leg, big field goal leg. And um, mature player. He's only 33 years old. We talked about that. He's going to be a great addition to this team. And the fact that he has that Scottish flag on his helmet now, he's going to have to carry the torch. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of catching up to do, though. Yeah, but look, kickers can you know they can acclimate pretty quickly. They got a um, you know he'll be fine. Uh, he's got a, a right. He's got to live up to your legacy. Interesting. Joe Judge said that he thinks kickers. Because of the nature, physical nature of the position, mental nature of position, can get better at 30. After 30, they can get a feeler on. So the guy, what, uh, uh, Graham Gano's 33. He, he, they could, they, you know, they, they're looking for this year, but they could have a kicker for three, four years. Easily. Yeah, he and he's healthy. You know, he's a great athlete. Hopefully we can get five, six, seven, eight years out of him. But 33 is a nice age for a kicker. I felt like I started coming into my own at that age. Uh, I signed with New York when I was about 28, 29 years old. So I think I had some of my best years as a pro during those six seasons in New York, for sure. You've got mail. All right, guys. Speaking of Scottish, let's move on to our You Got Mail segment. With, uh, you know, everyone has an AOL email over their lifetime. and I still do. Calm yeah. down. I, yeah, I, I still use it. It's like my third stringer. It's like the uh, the backup to Lawrence Tynes, whoever the backup kicker was back <laughs> is, in the day. Have they created well, something after AOL? Apparently, I mean, I Paul was my backup because media is like kickers or whatever the hell he said. I guess so. You you were the fourth string quarterback. I know in Madden, it was the, the, the kicker or the punter was like the fourth string quarterback um, some of the times. The first question is, 
you know, you got mail. We'll be doing, you know, submit your questions to Twitter, to me at Jake Brown radio, to times LT four kicks, Paul Schwartz at NY post underscore Schwartz. And we'll answer them every week. And we'll start with the Scottish base one Lawrence from at us of Dramerica. Given that he is Scottish, what is his favorite whiskey? The town I grew up in, in, in Scotland is on the Mullican tire and the town's name is Campbelltown, but Campbelltown is only 4,000 people, but it has three distilleries that make whiskey. So it's a huge producer of whiskey in Scotland. Springbank, bar none, the finest whiskey you can ever buy. Springbank was is kind of my go-to because it's from my the town I grew up in. We're going to start getting a whiskey sponsor on here for everyone to get their own bottle at this point. Yeah, um, You've got mail. At Voice of LG, how did he come about signing with Troy? Who recruited him and what was the process? Ooh, it's a great question. So, A, I did not sign at Troy. I walked on. I was I didn't play football till my junior year, going into my senior year. So I felt like I was good enough, but I just I, I didn't get recruited that heavily. But Troy was a school close to to Pensacola, the panhandle, and so had a lot of teammates that from my high school that played there. And I walked on and they promised me a scholarship and they stayed true to their word. I actually had a scholarship after my first year and started for four years. So the the cool thing about Troy and and the guys I played with there is I went to the NFL, our punter went to the NFL, and our snapper went to the NFL. So, and we were all the same age. So we all had, I had a great battery. I had a great operation for, for four years. You've got mail. Last one in you got mail. And, you know, we call you Lawrence. It's hard to call you LT because obviously there's another LT that you might have heard of who has that title. So Ron K Media wants to know, can I call him Larry Chipper Jones style? No, that's a firm no. All caps. Larry to me, Larry, my dad goes by Larry, which is not a bad thing, but he's a Lawrence. But anyone over the age of 50 just assumes I'm a Larry. If I play golf with a guy and I meet him on like the ninth hole and ask him if I can play with him and he said, what's your name? And I say, Lawrence, the next hole, he's going to say, nice putt, Larry. And it, it just doesn't make any sense. They just assume that you're a Larry. I'm not a Larry. I'm a Lawrence. So what are your nicknames? Dude? What do we call you? So uh, LT, it's, as you know, that's kind of frowned upon in New York, but I feel like I've earned at least a second string. LT. No, 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 sorry. I'm behind no, Ladanian Tomlinson too? Uh, he, he didn't know. It's, it's just L, you have to look, you were born Lawrence Tynes. That's your initials. I get it. No I've got a really no, cool story no. this year. We'll share about this whole LT. Thing. No um, LT around road. the Giants. Sorry. So Tynesy, yeah. a lot of the guys yeah. on the team called me Tynesy, Dave Tollison and Tuck and Strahan. So Tynesy, because I was, you know, I'm I'm not small, but by NFL standards, I'm a small person. So Tynesy kind of fit into the tiny Tynesy. I don't know. I'm going to go with Tynesy. I'm a big fan of that one. You All like right. that one? Yeah, yeah that's what a lot of guys, when I see them still today, they call me. It's Tynesy, like Heine, so. Tynesy, Super Duper yeah, Weenie. Just, yeah. Like, it's just, they all go yeah. together. I, I'm a big fan I don't of mind Tynesy. that. I like that's, a, that's a big baseball thing and, and sports thing, but mainly baseball. Everything is E. Brownie, Schwartzy, Tynesy. Yeah. I don't know. We can do Sarah McCrory. That doesn't no. really work. That doesn't work. <laughs> but everything is an E. You know, everything is... It gets Smithy. I think Jonesy, it's a New York thing or an Italian thing, maybe. I don't know. No, it's it's a very very baseballish thing. Every everyone is nicknamey, Tynesy, Tynesy, yeah, Brownie, Schwartzy. Yep, that's it. All right, so we'll call them Tynesy and Schwartzy. I like Paulie. Yeah. I'm a big Paulie guy. I like. That. I'm a big Paulie guy too. Yeah. I like. That's why I called you that today when can, I called. Can we call you, you Paulie? I think I think Lawrence. I think you called me that when. You played, and it was very yeah. disrespectful. Yeah, it was oh, very geez. disrespectful. I'm yeah. sorry you felt that way. Well, it's, yeah, we're going to get through this on the podcast. Well, there will be no fist pumping of Paulie D varieties on this show or spiked up hair or guidos, but 
coming up next. And, you know, you guys will preview the season next week, make your predictions, and preview week one and the matchup against the Steelers, Monday Night Football at MetLife Stadium. But coming up next, Tynesy and I spoke with diehard Giants fan and one of the greatest comedians ever, one of my favorites. It's Tracy Morgan right here on the Blue Rush Podcast from the New York Post. Joining us now is a diehard Giants fan. He's a New Yorker. He's from Brooklyn. He's from the BX originally, but was raised in Brooklyn. One of the greatest comedians to ever do it. He's an actor as well. You've seen him in many movies, some classics, and he'll be in Coming to America, the second one coming out at some point after this pandemic goes away. It is the legendary Tracy Morgan coming here on the debut of Blue Rush. Tracy, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you guys for having me. I got to correct you, though. I was born in Brooklyn and raised in the Bronx. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, but I grew up in the Bronx. All right, so you got BX, you got BK ties. Yeah, but if you ask me where I'm from, I say I'm a Brooklyn dude with a Bronx heart. Because <laughs> it was nothing like the lights lighting up the uh, Yankee Stadium in the summer. It was not like it. It, it was sparked nostalgia throughout the whole Bronx, some lights. And I, I was at the first... I was at the original Yankee Stadium, baby. I had a souvenir board in front of the big bat. Take us through your fandom, because you're a Yankee fan, but a lot of people don't know you're a diehard Giants fan, and Lawrence Tynes has been on the sidelines with you during his years winning Super Bowls. So take us through your Giants fanhood, Tracy. Man, I'm talking about Lawrence. I remember when he kicked the, uh, uh, the, the winning Super Bowl, the, the kick, the field goal. It was awesome. It was awesome. I remember everybody running onto the field. Yeah, this is Lawrence. Hey, I, you might remember this, but there was a period between like 2010 and 2012 where you were kind of on celebrity row you know where that is in, in MetLife and we would always come over and just chop, chop it up for like 10 seconds I actually had to make sure I found you because I was in such a groove one season that I said I gotta go find Tracy dap him up <laughs> and go to the field so so you were part of it I love that you're a Giants fan I loved uh, spending those moments with you and uh, I'm excited this is my first official podcast interview so I am popping the podcast cherry today Yo, this might be the first one, but this is not the last. And whenever you need me back, I'm here. Because I love talking about the Giants. I changed my number in high school. I was varsity. When I got the varsity, when I was on JV, I was 29 because of Eric Dickerson in 83. But when I got the varsity, my number was number 20 because of Joe, Mighty Joe Young. And after y'all won the Super Bowl, my coach, Prezioso for D.W. Clan, knew y'all coach. And yet, Leonard Marshall came to football gym, and we all sat down, and, and you know, it was incredible. It was incredible. I love Joe Morris. Great player. And Le- Leonard Marshall, a big part of those two Super Bowl teams. Who who are some of your favorite Giants teams and players uh, over the years? Oh, man, come on, man. We're going to go back to, what's that? Uh, when they won the Super Bowl with uh, Lawrence. With, uh, Taylor. 87, yep. 87. I remember that playoff run. I remember when y'all beat Dallas that year. I remember those games. And then we take it back to when um, my man caught the, uh, what's his name, caught the, 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 the catch on his Tyree. Helmet. Tyree. I met Tyree once. And then I'm good friends with Plexico. He won the touchdown. And I'm just, I'm there, man. I remember my dad took me to Giant Stadium for the first time. I was like 15 years old, man. I was playing Pop Warner football, and I fell in love with the Giants. I fell in love with the Giants. I fell in love with the Giants. Tracy, let, let, let's get into this real quick for this season with Joe Judge and kind of, you know, the Giants have been down. What are your expectations? Obviously, we like Daniel Jones. We like Saquon. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. That's it. I, I don't play them games. That's Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I don't, I ain't no, no, no Super Bowl, man. No that's rebuild. It. Wow. No, yeah, no that's rebuild. It. Straight to the Super Bowl. That's I, it. I love the Giants, optimism. Man. You, do you know what John Lennon called New York City? He called it Rome. We gladiators. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're in the center of the universe when you let light, man. <laughs> do you see us? Do you see us when we go when the stadium is on fire? Yeah, we need the fans. We need them. We Come need on, them. I hope, man. I hope they can get back. Come on, man. What do you what do you feel, Tracy, about the no fans element? If they were allow fans, would you be in that building even if it was like ten percent capacity? If they allow fans, yes, I'm there. I already got my giants my giants mask upstairs ready, and I got speakers and I got everything was ready. Everything was ready. Hey, I wanted to ask you this question because I because I heard I heard you went to high school with Saquon Barkley's father. Yeah, I was in there with his father and my uncle for his uncle. My uncle Mark Breland for his uncle. Wow. So and Saquon how did how did Saquon's dad? I'm a Jets fan. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I don't know why it happened. I don't know. Low self-esteem. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a, he, you know, Saquon's be a, a special Jets player. fan or Met fan or Net fan, you have to have low self-esteem. <laughs> well, I, that's me. The coach of Luton over there. The Giants are the Giants. Come on over. Saquon Barkley's father. Tell him we got his paperwork upstairs ready for him to sign. You can be, it's not too late to be a Giants fan. Your son is one of the greatest rushers ever. His rookie year, they're comparing him to Barry. Come on. They're comparing him to Jim Brown. He fits all those those personalities. I mean, he's a, he's a, to me, he's, he's the best back in the game. He's a leader. He's a leader. He has a touch of Walter in him. He has a touch of my biological father, Tony Dorsett, in him. He's a leader. We need that in the locker room. You play the game. You play the game. He's got a tough-minded head coach. What are your early thoughts here? Obviously, we haven't seen him coach in a game that, yet. But it's Joe all Joe. about culture. It's all about culture. We are winners. Let's make a culture. Be like Barry Sanders. Score the touchdown, take him down in the side, give the ball to the ref, and get back in, and go to the sideline and give your lineman water. <laughs> Barry Sanders. I don't want no more dancing and all that. I didn't pay for that. I've been there before. We are a team. There's no word I, there's no letter I in the word team. We win together, we lose together, fans included. I take it personal. I take it personal. Hey, what are what are some projects, Tracy? What are some projects you're working on right now in, in, in your in the COVID? Co- ain't nobody comedy. working on nothing. I'm getting ready to get a, a back massage. Anybody working? I'm still funny. I'm staying funny because I was born that way. But anybody working? They shut everything down. I got stuff coming out, but that was done before COVID. I look forward to coming to America too. I'm just looking forward. I don't know what's ahead, but I'm always looking forward. I'm not a bad with backward thinking man. You know, we could do nothing. We could change back here. Last year was last year. Last season was last season. It's done. I'm like a cornerback. I get burnt on this play. I got to have a short memory. Hey, that's what I did when I missed field goals sometimes, Tracy. Short memory is over. Nothing you can do about it, Lawrence. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get crazy like a pack of wild dogs. Hey, let's make the next one. <laughs> make the next one. Make the next hit. Yeah, I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. Tracy's yeah, got me hyped, hyped up, ready for football. Listen, man, I got hit by a truck, man, and I'm here. <laughs> I got hit by a truck, and I'm here. I ain't give up, man. I'm still funny, man. Yeah, man. You, you've you had, and, and football players know about this, Lawrence knows about this, quite the journey, ups and downs and in-betweens, and you're still kicking, you're still going strong. Yo, this is what Eli Mann said. You're getting an opportunity, but what you do with that opportunity makes you special. Lawrence Tom was given another opportunity to make the field goal, and he made it, and that's what makes him special. That's what makes him, that's why we belong to him. I appreciate I it. I know. I was there, and I love him for life for that. Me and, me and Lawrence ran into each other recently. He's kicking it like regular dude. What are some of your thoughts on Eli? Just his career, his um, – obviously, Legend. I played with him. Hall I love fame. him to death. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. That's it. Yeah. We got the rings. We got the – we got everything. 
Now the last step is the Hall of Fame, like my, my, like my star on the Walk of Hollywood. That's your legacy as far as your career is concerned. Your legacy in life is your kids. Look at them. They're good kids. But as far as his career, the last stop is the Hall of Fame. I agree. That's it. He's first ballot. I mean, he's got to get, I mean, two Super Bowls, the way he did it, um, the longevity, the never getting hurt, staying on the field. It's quite the resume. And, you know, not a lot of guys alone can stay on the field for as long as he did. And he just went out there every week, no matter how many times the offensive line might have let him down, he kept going out there. And that's why we love Eli. He played hurt. He played hurt a lot. I saw it. a good person. Always a kind person. Always. You don't know him all the way. Always. You don't. Never did a dance. Never did nothing. He did his job. That's it. When I go to a show, my job is not to be a star and play. My job is to make sure those people pay the ticket to last, last, and they leave feeling good. That's my job. So success is a is an illusion. Purpose is a conclusion. So what was your purpose? You made us feel good, Lauren. You took everybody's hardships away. That one thing. I appreciate that. Yeah, I had a some of the best memories of my life. I, I raised my kids in New Jersey. My kids are Giants fans. My whole family are Giants fans. So for a you kid from believe Florida. It, pal. I believe it. I mean, you go to heaven, so I'm not going to ask to thanks for using everything I gave you. Because your profession was one thing, but you being kind of others is another. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. That's how we move on. That's how we move on. Yeah. And do you, do you think Eli here, Tracy, you know, passes the torch? Do you think Daniel Jones can be that next Hall of Fame franchise quarterback? Yep. Yep. He's mobile. He's going to be uh, Eli to the 10th power. He's like a souped-up Eli. He's mobile. He's moving around in the pocket. He's moving the pocket around, and they're going to play for him because he's a leader. He's a leader, and they're going to play for him just like they did Eli. You don't want to let him down. That'll hurt you more than losing. Let me tell you something, Lawrence. Winning lasts a second. Losing lasts a lifetime. We winners, baby. We winning, baby. Giants are it. What's the line in Coming to America that you said about the Giants uh, kick? What was the in the first movie? Trace, you remember that when when, when Akeem goes in to, to talk to Mr. McDowell? <laughs> you, you remember? It's like foreshadowing 20 years before it happened when he talks about the Giants of New York kick a pigskin through an H to defeat the Packers of Green Bay. I'm going to need a spot in the oh. movie, though. I got to get a spot. <laughs> hey, you can throw me in there. Yo, I love I, I, I love classics, man. He said, what, what did this Lombardi say? You're running 23 blasts and let's get out of here. What the hell is going on out there? <laughs> what the hell is going on out there? This Lombardi was football was football, man. You could co-hang somebody, man. It wasn't illegal. Yeah, it's, it's a different game, right? He's throwing a flag over every little thing, man. Let him play. Yeah, it's getting hard to play. It's getting hard. for. If I was a defender right now, I mean, the game is completely against them. The yellow flag can't protect the quarterback. The lineman's supposed to do that. Do your job. Do your job. Well, long days from the L- the other LTs days of hard hits on quarterbacks. And- oh my goodness! No, they couldn't. These they, they, kids couldn't handle it. They couldn't. Yeah, Reggie White couldn't. It was a different game then. You played. You were warrior. You played. Remember the Titans. If they get another yard, I'll, I'll take all the y'all off the field. If they get it, remember. Remember when Brazil ran to the other sideline to the coach and he just pointed at him? That meant if somebody get hurt on his field, it's on you. We told y'all not to come to MetLife. We told y'all. You want to get on a plane and come down here anyway. Now look what happened. That's the Giants, baby. We told y'all not to come from San Francisco and come down here, Montana. We told you. We sent y'all letters. We sent you a kite. Now look what happened. 
<laughs> we, we we look at guys like Eli and LT as our heroes. You looked at a guy like Eddie Murphy as your hero, and now in Coming to America, I mean, you're the second movie. You're part of an iconic movie. That's got to be special for you and take you back to your childhood a bit. You don't know what it was like for me to work with my OG, to get an opportunity to work. So I went there. Like I said, you get an opportunity, but what you do with that opportunity makes you special. I didn't want to impress them. I just wanted to get the job done. Then I asked them, are you happy, Eddie? I like that a lot. You know, you kind of bring a football mentality. In terms of comedy, are there some mentors? Or is there a community in the comedy world? Is there people you lean on? Who, who do you go to for advice or to talk to? My or... daddy. Okay. My daddy. He died in 87, but I still talk to him. I still feel his presence. And he was Richard Pryor funny. As a matter of fact, he just stand up in Vietnam. And I'm just mimicking my dad. That's beautiful. I'm just trying to be like my dad. When you have a big show, Tracy, is it like football? Are you standing in front of the mirror? Are you standing in front of your family? Are you practicing? What do you? How do you get ready for a big show? My process? Are you asking me about my process? Yes. What do I do? Blanca, what do I do before I go on? I, I, just, I just stay loose to myself. I know that I'm not doing this by myself, so don't put pressure on me because I have a tour. And everyone has their job on the tour. And I told them to leave it all on stage. It's bigger than us. And we do what we do, me, you, Lawrence, all of us do what we do to be in service to others. That's what makes it fun that I know is not about me. It's about those 5,000 people that paid to see me. I do what I do, and that's my only way to put myself in service to others. But I'm not doing comedy for me. Do it for them. I don't know who's out there. I don't know who's out there in the audience ready to go home and burn their family up in the, in the house. Yo, give me that knife. Laugh at my pain. Laugh at my pain. I just want to take your hardship from you for a minute. And let's have a good laugh for this hour on stage. That's how I see it. That's extra important now, Tracy, with everything going on, people losing jobs. I mean, Kobe dying, and now a Chadwick Boseman passing away. We're losing legends and everything going on with racial injustice no, in our nation. Nobody. They're still with us. In the spirit, they're still with us. They're still with us. Just before you called, I was watching Marshall. I still feel his triumph, his glory. We will see those again. Our reward is not in this world. Our reward is when he welcomes us back into his kingdom. I just told you that. And he says, thank you. We'll see them again. We will see them again. Don't be kind and help each other. What is your purpose in this world? To help or to hurt? What you do, Tracy, is so important in raising people's spirits and getting on stage and giving us a laugh, whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, and today talking yeah, with us. I don't us. need to be on Lawrence. I don't need to be on stage to do it. That's just right. who I am. And standing at a bus stop, makes, you got to make somebody smile or laugh. I just told somebody earlier, a narcissist. I just ran into a narcissist. And I looked at them, and I know, because I'm an empath. And I told them, I'm so sorry for your unhappiness. Misery loves company. You should try your hardest every day to be happy. Because I'm beginning to think that happiness is a choice. Just because it's raining outside doesn't mean you have to be depressed. It's childish. Rain is good for the world. That's just God watering his plant. Try to be happy. That's right. I'm you happy do. when I go to Star Stadium. I'm happy. When I lose, I'm just happy that nobody got hurt. I'm happy it was a good game. I just want to compete. I don't want nobody coming in the Met life thinking they can run over us. No, there ain't nobody pushing us around. It's nice, buddy. I don't care about losing. I don't care about winning. I care about competing. Let them know they just got out. They was in a dog fight. Tracy, I used to deal with that. You know, I'm with you. Like, people always used to ask me, did, did missing a kick bother you? And, and I was like, well, yeah, it bothered me. But I was just happy for the opportunity 
to put that helmet on and that jersey on and be in that stadium oh, man. And, and and play. And, and I was never I never took it home. I was never mad when I went home if I had a bad game. I just focused on the positives, the opportunity. I always thought about the opportunity. And it sounds to me you, you live the same way. Just being in that city in front of those people was the greatest thing outside of the birth of my kids that I will ever experience in my life. Started with Little League with you. Started with Little League, and then it got to high school, and it got to college, and it got to the pros, and it got to the championship. Now it's about Hall of Fame. That's all it's about. The journey. It's not the, it's the journey. It ain't about crossing the line. It's about the journey. How you ran the race. I did it my way. I live. I like that fool. I, I did it my way. I did it my, did it my way. way. You got to think about it. I did it my way. When I die, I'm going to figure, can I use profanity on this, on this show? Sure, we'll bleep it out. When I die, one my tombstone stay here lies one funny mother. That's it. We might have to close it on that. I mean, you're not going to end much better than that. Well, I'm here and I want to do the podcast again. I love you, Lawrence. You know it. Love you guys. Thank you. We love, love you, too. man. And the last OG on TBS, go watch it. We're excited for coming to America. Can't and we're wait. excited for the Giants season. You got us hyped. Super Bowl champions 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, yo, listen, I'm not, I'm a Super Bowl, man. I, I, just, I tell you, know, where you going to put the other ring? You're the first one your mother. Tracy, we go to the Super Bowl. I'm sitting with you. You better. You know I got a box over there. That's I got right. a box. I'm, I'm coming to the box, baby. My box right here. Everybody be coming through. Flex, come through. I want to meet Lawrence Taylor on my box. We get both LTs right. in there. It's double LTs with you, with you, Tracy. There we go. We appreciate the time, man. Tracy, Later. thank you so much. Love you guys. Later. That wraps up episode 33 of the Dion Lewis edition of Blue Rush our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Sarah McCrory for producing the show. Subscribe to Blue Rush wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you use Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating there and write a nice review. We appreciate your support. For Lawrence Times, I'm Paul Schwartz, and we will be back next Wednesday as we make our predictions for the Giants season and preview their week one Monday night matchup against the Steelers. Talk to you all then. Stay safe.